Hey everybody, this is Alexander A. Manzoni with Manzoni in the morning. How's everybody doing today? It's been a lot of craziness going on in America, in Spokane, and the rest of the world. One crazy summer, summer of 2020. I know I usually report on stuff that's going on around town, things like that, but I have been at home. I've been quarantined for months and months and months. But that's okay. I mean, because I've been able to get so much writing done, uh, working on my novel, Judge, Coach, and Executioner. It's up to uh, 515 pages now. And I'm also uh, editing the Spokane story. So two really big projects going on at once. And I still find time to write poetry. Almost every day I'm up at 2 o'clock in the morning writing. Got to get the coffee, got to get the kratom. Then I start writing. And I write until I run out of steam. Boom, boom. Got to keep doing it. Got to, you know, stay with it. Otherwise, I might lose it. I was writing a poem a day for a while, and then I stopped for a couple months. And uh, the other day, I started again. So uh, here is a new poem. It's called War on Everyone. The president is banning TikTok with 150,000 dead from the pandemic. His priorities are where his head is. Anally in a scarred, impacted colon. It's a war on everyone who isn't like them. Doesn't matter who, as long as you're a religiocentric conservative, white preferably. It's a war on the liberals, war on immigrants, war on African Americans, Latinas, Latinos, Muslims, and the kids. Gotta get those votes somehow. And what better way than to get your base riled up about what seems to be pure pettiness incarnate? Angry white fucks. Angry about masks. Angry about not being able to buy rocket launchers. Angry that there's Mexicans around working at the country clubs. Emphasis on the cunt on their gardens. Harvesting their produce, building their homes, moving block, and not getting paid enough for it either. It's an economy that was forged on the backs of slaves. And is dependent on a lower class picking up the slack for the patrician pieces of dog shit. What must change ourselves, our nation, fundamentally? But they want to make it great again. Haven't we had enough of this greatness? It has poisoned the souls of millions, ruined the lives of untold scores. But since a select few happen to be doing better under these conditions... The rich and the stupid demand we continue forth on this expedition to insanity and back again. All they care about 
Are tax breaks secret Republicans in Hollywood posting liberal memes? We know you vote the other way behind closed doors. We cannot take any more, for we are about to collapse. But the propaganda man can, he can lead you wherever he so chooses. You are used and thrown away, a condom, a sanitary napkin tinged with old blood. Could everything change come November? It's either more of the same we've been dealing with since 2016, or more of the same Obama light diet zero. The winds of change blew a different way. Where shall we go after today? Who's to say? Been crazy. I mean, insanity. You know, I was doing the, uh, I was the election correspondent for uh, Headline Poetry for a while. I guess that was about six months, eight months, something like that. And uh, I was writing um, a political poem every week uh, for their website. And uh, over time, I just got kind of weary about the whole thing. And, uh, you know, I had to say goodbye to that place. It's not like I was getting paid and I wasn't getting enough likes for it to be worth the amount of stress. So uh, once that was uh, finished, I stopped writing political poems so much because I'd had enough of it. I left a bad taste in my mouth and all the stupid, dumb research I had to do um, trying to keep myself informed about all the topics or as many as possible. I guess I was more informed than most of these fucks who go on to fucking the damn news station, Fox News, CNN, all that bullshit. They come out there and just shit out of their mouths and shit all over the fucking public on our minds, on our hearts. It's either someone's all the way on the fucking left and are they all the way on the fucking right? There's no middle ground anymore. And usually the people who say that they're on the middle ground are anything but. We must continue. We must live. We must strive to become better people, better Americans, and try to survive. And while we're at it, try not to spread around the virus too much. Although it doesn't seem to be so bad in Spokane and Idaho, but that has what's given people a uh, false sense of security. But thank God it's not as bad as it is back east. I mean, I think we have uh, one person a day dying. The other day there were seven people. That was the most ever, I believe. But uh, just everything's closed. Everything's fucked up. The arts events are in the toilet. Art on the greens done. All the art fest, all of it. It's the entertainers and the artists that are really getting hit hardest. And that's why we've got to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps, as much as I hate it when people say that, and continue forth and continue creating and continue trying to do our best in whatever sphere um, we're in. So what to do now? What to say now? Not much to say that hasn't already been said, right? They're just going on and on all day on on the news, on social media, 
just people posting ridiculous shit about the end of the world, you know, and Trump, 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 all the fucking time. I heard someone uh, just, well, I'm just tired. I'm just stuck and tired of people and people who think they're like super informed about stuff and trying to tell me something about this stuff. Like, I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. Joke's on you, buddy. I'm just not the type of person that's going to argue with those kinds of people because I know that there's no point in arguing with them because they're so entrenched in their beliefs. There's nothing you could do or say to change any of that. And that's why the quarantine's pretty good because, well, we're staying home and I'm staying away from all this madness. But of course, the madness is right on your doorstep, right on your phone. That's why I've had to try to clean up my social media a little bit. Um, and I would recommend this too to uh, not unfollow, unfriend, but unfollow on Facebook or snooze people who are just posting inflammatory shit all the time. Like, there isn't enough to be angry about. You no, know, we need outrage. Outrage. Every day, every way, any time, any place. That's why we have to uh, appreciate the little things in life. Boom. That's right. I got a haircut the other day. And uh, I'm digging it. You know, my hair was down to my shoulders, and uh, it was just becoming problematic because I was eating a lot of it when I, you know, and I had to wear a hat to eat a sandwich. But my new hat, I'm really digging that, too. It's got, it's the most Washington hat ever. Well, the only way it could be more Washington is if there was a Sasquatch on there smoking weed, you know, pine trees and all else. It's all fun. It's all good, except when it isn't. So the other day, it finally rained a little bit. And since I have a garden, I uh, I welcome it now. And that's why I wrote a poem called, I Welcome the Rain. It has come after a prolonged absence. Summertime in the Pacific Northwest. Dry as a bone and then some. It heralds the advent of the infernal fire season. As if we needed another reason to stay indoors. COVID-19 quarantine dream screams fall in between frantic gas for life giving air. 2020. 2020. What a year it has been. All I want to do is crawl out of my skin and die. If you need me to ask why, you obviously don't know me too well. Every day is hell. No escape. Every instance is amplified and magnified. So sensitive am I to things that seem inconsequential. Minutia. Multiply the pain times ten. And after that, what then? I welcome the rain, every drop, every thunder, clap, and crackle. The wind whipping a hot air dryer on high. I try to deny the world around me, but it seems that that's not an option. As you can see that from a lot of my poems, uh, I have a lot of different opposing viewpoints. Some days I feel like there's so much hope, and other days I feel like there's every day is hell, no escape. Well, that's part of having a bipolar personality, and also part of being an artist. I'm very self-reflective and super sensitive to anything, like just stuff that wouldn't bother you or ruin my day or ruin my week or month. And people just say, oh, just stop. 
I can't just stop. I stopped doing heroin, but I can't stop this thing in here. No problema, right? I like to keep uh, stuff like that around to remind me to not sweat the small stuff. But I do. I do. And I don't expect you to not. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. And you know what? That rain only lasted a few, uh, like maybe a half an hour. And then it stopped. And I had to water the plants. Here's a poem for Americans. It's called The Untitled, The Untitled Throngs of Americans. Early in the morning, summer's winding down. What are we supposed to do now? Quarantine dreams, nothing else comes in between. They become fleeting memories, memories of a year that never got a chance to be itself, spread its wings and fly. We have all been denied our freedom our comfort, while the entitled throngs of Americans protest having to wear face masks, throwing white paint on Black Lives Matter murals, marching in protests, rifles slung over their shoulders, ready to fire, ready to deliver unto the masses lead bullets of American freedom in action. And sometimes rubber. But that's the cops. The police are brutalizing at an unprecedented rate. They cannot get to that, enough of that wonderful stuff. Pure, distilled violence upon the left. Violence upon the liberals, black and brown people. Violence with a heavy hand for all who are able to clench their fists and swing. Propaganda firestorms alight the airwaves. They stimulate the senses, stimulate the lizard brain. The darkest, primordial urges fight flight then fuck they tell you to not see the truth and that if you do you are not only mistaken but you are a little more than foolish sheep ready to be shorn neo-fascist white power porn the right unites to fight all who may serve to oppose them they're stockpiling weapons and presumably any loose confederate statues they might come across readying themselves for any win or loss that may occur. They're in it to win it. A new era of darkened shadow looms over the promised land. The hand of evil grips at us, constricts our throats, our vocal cords with an intensifying twist. It is ready to snap our necks so that we are little more than dry, discarded chicken bones and goat's blood misplaced for a ritual of Santaria. May we brave the howling rain of arrows as they barrel towards us over the battlefield. Their tips are lit with flame. They have come to take our lives and burn down anything they can. Be aware. Take care. Withstand the assault with the spirit of stoicism. Ready your arms, your side arms, for there is battle afoot. The white knights ride towards us, a grizzled cavalry on the backs of equally white horses. The lances pointed to us, suggestively rising as they ride, erecting their show of power while they cause us to fear and perhaps falter. But we will not allow ourselves to be beaten, not without a fight. 
quarantine dreams that is uh the new that has been the theme as of the late i sent a couple poems over to a uh, pandemic poet anthology and uh, of course as a result of the pandemic that's been slowed down i just got a letter from them saying that it was going to take longer to determine whether they had chosen my poem or not hopefully they choose it even if they do even if they don't i'm going to keep writing and um you know i mean that could be a book someday quarantine dreams the poet or the poems of the pandemic yeah that sounds fun because i was writing a poem every day and i started piling up quite a few um a lot of them are super personal and uh, i'm not that comfortable with sharing that's okay in time they will be revealed i love my garden my mom got me a bunch of plants and i planted them and uh my tomatoes are doing pretty good. They're starting to turn red. Obviously, they're not as lush as they are in the garden state where I see so many people with fabulous um, lush gardens. But this has been my first garden since I moved to Spokane six years ago. And uh, I'm happy with it. I mean, whenever something's not dying... Because I get really caught up in the emotional, uh, you know, just furor of uh, my own plants. And when something happens to them, I go fucking berserk. Well, not berserk, but I get very upset and down and disappointed. So I wrote a poem for my garden. I used to have one of you every year. But once we moved, that wasn't an option. For one needs space, soil, in which to cultivate. But finally, once Sophia bought the house, I was able to start again. Tomatoes, basil, peppers, thyme, lemon balm, mint, peppers, ghost as well as normal, hot and also sweet, leeks, catnip, sunflower, cilantro, melons. You serve to maintain a sense of growth, a valuable asset to have, especially during this pandemic year of panic, for one so afflicted, with mental illness. Your flavors are enticing. I wake up every day to go outside and water you. The bugs love to feast on you, perhaps more so than I. I leave out a trap of beer to catch slugs, earwigs, and anything else that wishes to get drunk in the yard. Some of you plants, you're doing better than others. The tomatoes are undisputed ruler of the garden. Your vines hath become heavy with ripening fruit. I am glad the forest fires have not become widespread yet this year. Otherwise, your flesh would taste bitter with the distinct flavor of smoke. You are not ribs, nor are you chicken, beef, or anything else born of beast. You are my garden, and I love you. Be fruitful and prosper. Actually, that is my newest poem. I love my garden. My next poem, uh, I keep thinking of this uh, This in my head. I keep calling this the summer that wasn't. Because so many people have been cheated out of their summer activities and being the enjoyment of the season. It's like, you know, we just should just skip this year and not talk about it uh, later, you know. 
I really feel bad for people who are more outgoing that aren't as comfortable uh, to be indoors with their air conditioning and electronics and what have you. But I've gotten a lot of game playing in and uh, it's been a lot of fun. That has been. And the writing. But not uh, just all the bullshit and having to wear a mask when you go outside and disinfecting your hands every time you touch something when you're at the store and be, you know, it's, it's a lot and I'm obsessed and compulsive. So it's, it's even worse. Like I was already not touching doors and things beforehand and now I'm really not touching them. The summer that wasn't gather around now, fair families and other strange entities. I'm here to tell you the story of the summer that wasn't. What happened then? Oh, a lot of things. All the factors melted together to form a Frankenstein's beast like the world had never seen. Children home from school, they should be celebrating. Parents home from work, they should be worrying. Congressmen home from doing whatever it is they do, they should be run out of town by pitchfork-wielding mobs. Kids ask mommy, why can't we go see Jimmy and Johnny? Because, said mom, their mommy and daddy are filthy hoarding pigs. They live buried neath a mountain of decaying garbage, many items which had not yet before been opened. Tiger King's budget bass buddy, the Nick Cannon crust-cut offer sandwich slinger, the Marvel Comics Mysterio musical chairs umbrella stand. Don't you get it, kids? Social distancing... It's not a concept they're like to understand. But let us remand you to the custody of the schoolhouse. Probably be saved there. Not really. What is at hand? Is it an oncoming apocalypse? Are you making sense of any of this? No. Me either. Take a breather, but cover your damn mouth when you cough. And wash your hands, man. Otherwise, you see, next year, the summer that wasn't may return, revisit, resurrect for round two. I really feel bad for the kids that are going to have to go back to school soon. Like, what are they doing? They let they let the prisoners out because it's not safe to be in prison, but they're going to bring the kids to school just because our pussy in chief wants to... Uh, make a big show for his election and he doesn't care how many people he kills uh, while doing so. A lot of my uh, energy has to be spent trying to uh, not get too caught up in the daily insanity, the daily ridiculous, outrageous news story designed to inflame and irritate. So please, you know, I see some of you that that share like um, you're the leftist um, articles and things like that that have Trump's face all over them. Like, and even though I unfollowed a lot of conservatives, you still got all these liberal people who are just sharing Trump's face all fucking time. And uh, you know, maybe don't do that. I mean, you can if you want to, but that's if you want me to not click on something now, put his fucking face on it. Swear to God. I blocked him a long time ago on Twitter, and uh, I've been doing better ever since. 
even though I still have uh, random people who message me or comment on my page, make America great again and uh, all that bullshit. And I'm not even going to engage them because there's no point. There is no fucking point in doing so. You know, and that's how you get wrapped up in insanity. And then, boom, y'all, everything falls apart. Falls apart. And then what do you do? You got to pick up the pieces. Yeah, good luck, right? So how is everybody? Everyone doing good? Nobody's sick, right? I don't know anybody who has actually contacted or contracted the illness yet. But I'm sure it'll happen soon enough. Here's some quarantine day 27, 419.20. Good morning. Fair warning. Anything can happen today or tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, decade. And will we be thoroughly prepared for what shall happen? If the past few months are any indication, no. Our world is turned upside down instead of a simple turnaround. We are at the cusp of a new era for this country. Though, will it be for good or for ill? I do not know. Nor do any of us, truly. We'll have to see what transpires over the course of these next months and make note not to listen to the gilded yet poisonous tongues of Republican politicians. Hmm. Ain't that the fucking truth? This one's from Quarantine Day 26. Prelude to a coronavirus street fight. Write a poem. Take the words, the letters, and send them off into the ether. Wherever they land is up to the passage and whim of fate. Once there was a lonely man living in a big city in New Jersey. His name was Warren Wilkinson, one so self-quarantined during an outbreak of a very nasty, very nasty virus called the Corona. He sits back and reflects on all the ephemeral and seemingly everlasting moments of his short life. Though, looking back, it feels as if each decade was an eternity. Eyes gazing out of a fifth-story window, he surveys the wind-swept, nearly empty city. What happened here? Only a few weeks of inopportune events. They served to clear the cement and asphalt roadways in a way previously unseen. Wherever he so witnesses those undermining the government's message of social isolation... He leans out the open window, grasping a megaphone, and screams bloody murder at them. Surprised they are, upon receiving the oral assault, they scowl and give him double middle fingers. That's twice as much fuck you as would normally be reserved for situations such as this. So the man upstairs, angry and discontent, he picks up the phone and calls the cops. These damn kids outside, said he. They refused to keep six feet away from another. And when I told them so, they, get this, gave me double middle fingers in protest. 
Double the pleasure, double the fun, eh, Mac? Said the operator in jest and reflecting a 60-plus-year-old ad campaign. So what do you want us to do about it? Send a few squad cars after them? Shoot them? That'd be a nice start, said Warren. How long do you think it'll take? I was joking, pal, said the operator. Our resources are stretched thinner than Jennifer Garner's exposed panty line. Who the fuck is that? Remember the 2003 movie Daredevil with Ben Affleck? Hell no, said Warren. I mean, I did. I do, but I try not to. So come on, help me out, pleaded Warren. These kids are acting like jerk-offs. They're gonna catch the bug. If they do or if they don't is no interest of mine unless they're endangering the public on an appreciable scale. Well, well, that should have been the operator. If they do or if they don't is no interest of mine unless they're endangering the public on an appreciable scale. Well, fuck you then, screamed Warren. I'll take care of them myself. He ended the call by slamming the cellular phone against the stairwell banister. A crack presented itself, extending up the screen, bisecting it with myriad forked fractures. Warren cursed to himself. He jammed the busted phone back into his pocket and found another window to lean out of. A reclusive, predatory bird. More movement down on the streets, a group of joggers running together. Six feet, screamed Warren. You're supposed to be six fucking feet apart. Warren leaned forward a little too far and almost fell out the window. That would have been rough, right? Then one of them, Tyler, a young man with a short trim beard and wearing neon green fanny pack, clapped back. Mind your own business, old man. He gave me the finger too, two for two. What's the use trying to talk to these people? They never listen, nor do they want to. Warren worked himself up into a frenzy. He ran downstairs, out the door, past the homeless man fixing up a shot of heroin, or meth perhaps, coughing furiously on the steps. <laughs> it only dawned on him a few moments later that he had thrown himself through the airborne droplet gauntlet. By then, the joggers were already ready to start something. At first, they took flight, but quickly did they notice to do otherwise. Tyler stopped and turned to face me. What do you want, you old fuck? Said Tyler, stepping forward while the rest of his party said, Ooh, like a group of worked up school kids. I want you damned kids to listen to the damned guidelines. Six feet, six feet. We are six feet, said Tyler. I don't know what your fucking problem is. Yeah, said one of his accompanying associates, a moderately cute girl wearing black spanks with a long pink vertical line going up each leg. Show him who's the boss, Ty. I might have to, said he, pantomiming, rolling up his sleeves, admitted Lee he was only wearing a garish polyester wife beater. He jogged up to meet Warren. Warren took a few steps back. So... Warren began. How are we going to fight it out if we can't get close? We don't need to fight, old man, said Tyler. You could just turn your little tail and walk away from this. Warren lowered his center of gravity, hunching down, bending his knees. He then charged. Just then a gentleman rode by on a mountain bike and said to them, Hey, six feet, which abruptly caused them to separate slightly. 
They remained at a distance for a few more tense moments, sizing each other up prior to subsequent clashes. Red and blue lights appeared down the road. Someone called the cops. The snitch fucking crybabies. The crowd dispersed rapidly. They didn't want to get in any trouble. Us two hotheads, though, we didn't care. In fact, it may have brought us closer together because we found ourselves clawing at each other's faces. Whew. Getting hot. Getting sweaty. Damn right. I just play out all these uh, imaginary scenarios in my head and then I uh, put words to them. It's funny. It's fun. Living a different life so that I don't have to go out and expose myself to the virus. This. I'll just be good. Keep your shit together. Don't let the world get you down. Don't let politics control you and be, you know, just manifest evil in your life. Don't let the rage control you. Follow your heart and also your gut. I guess I'll be seeing you guys later. This is Alexander A. Manzoni with Man Zoni in the morning. In the morning show. Man Zoni in the morning show. Man Zoni in the morning show. Yeah, fuck yeah, come on. Wanna fight? Do it in the comments section.